Coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, the Cougs' regular season comes to a close with a senior night celebration. Now it's tourney time, and we're looking ahead to Las Vegas with the coach and Matt Harms next. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation, and for the final time this season, sad face emoji. Welcome inside the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo for our pre-tournament edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Hashtag Pope Show on Twitter. We're all a little bit loose already. Excited to have you with us for this next hour. Coming up on tonight's show, we will recap last week's home court sweep of San Francisco and St. Mary's. We'll preview the WCC tournament, which for BYU tips off next Monday. Cougar Q&A looks at one of our favorites, Brandon Averett. While Deep Blue features Wyatt Lowell. And back for an encore is WCC Defensive Player of the Year. Matt Harms in studio. But let's start tonight's show by saying hello to BYU head coach Mark Pope. Hello, BYU head coach Mark Pope. <laughs> this is so fantastic. Isn't it great? Uh, can we do a close-up? Can we come right in here? Now I we, got here it, one minute ago. Here, here's your camera over here. One minute ago. <laughs> and the makeup team got mic'd up, and Jerem took me through the whole show in, what was it, 76 seconds, and Jerem thought it couldn't be done. Look at this face. It is a work of art, Greg Rubel. And we're sitting here in the studio, and the countdown's at like 10 seconds, 5 seconds. I'm like, no coach, no problem. He'll be in. He'll be in when he gets in. Whenever he sits down, we can do the show. Here you are. I look forward to this every week. I do. No, me too. Like, this is so big time. I mean, the, the, what Jerem and this whole crew puts together is so fantastic. It's all Jerem. We're really Why blessed. am I even here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> thank, thank you, Jeremy. And somehow we got to the end on this thing, too. Like, this is it. It's gone fast. Yeah. I, I mean, it really does. Doesn't it feel like it's just gone by, like, that fast? Yeah. It's too fast. It makes me sad. I am super grateful. I'm so incredibly grateful we had fans in the stands last week. It just gave it a little bit of connective power. It was awesome. And um, it's March it is literally March. I mean, how awesome is it that it is March, <laughs> the greatest month in the calendar year? It was so hard last month to be in March and know it was March and not have the stuff that made it March. Last for year, us. it was all, yeah, my goodness. And, and to be a year later, what we feel like on the tail end of it, right? We get that sense yep. and to know that we're going to have a tournament. And we're going to know that, yeah, BYU is going to be in that tournament. And, and uh, it's not going to, you know, nothing will replace the way we felt last year. Yep. But it'll go a long way to taking the sting away. Yeah, we got to hang in here for a long time. I mean, yeah. this has got, it can't be a quick entry and exit. we gotta, we got to make some waves in here. And our guys are super focused on doing it. Um, we took yesterday off with the exception of a lengthy team COVID avoidance meeting. Mm. And um, then the guys had a great practice day, and they were so locked in, and they're so hungry, and they're so excited, and so are we. Let's take a look back at last week with the fans in the stands. There were two games, uh, USF and St. Mary's. First game, we're just going to take a look at some numbers for you. Uh, This was a Thursday game, and and we're going to take a look at the video evidence of what Alex Barcelo did on this night, and it was a record-setting night. It was part of a 79-73 win for BYU. And and the final score there, the final margin of six – uh, you know, is, is 
maybe not indicative of the fact this was a 16-point game in the second half before these guys rallied. Yeah, and they do every time we play in San Francisco. We spread the lead, and then Shabazz uh, just goes off and bangs three impossible threes in a row to make it a game. But um, what a really, really impressive outing by our guys. Uh, it was uh, up and down the line. was so impressed with what they did. First half kind of belonged to Caleb Lohner in a way. He got you to halftime with a really strong outing. And then uh, Alex Barcelo just kept going after halftime. We're going to get to Alex's threes here in a second. But uh, this is a, a team, USF, and I, I, keep, I, I look at their record and I go, you know, how does that team have that record? Because that's a really tough group. Yeah, it's, it's an incredibly talented team. And it just seems like everything's gone wrong for them this season. Uh, you know, they started off well. They had a huge win against Virginia, number four team in the country. Uh, they had uh, a great backcourt and a ton of length returning. Uh, and everyone was super optimistic. We expected them to finish in the top two or three or four in the league. And then uh, just, you know, still great players, still a great coaching staff. Just it's hard to win. Like, it's so hard to win. And, and they, they ended up on the wrong side of that uh, a lot the second half of the season. With that said... <laughs> Like everybody starts even in the WCC tournament, and and um, you know, don't be surprised if these guys make an epic run. I was gonna say, would you be surprised if USF, as an eight seed, ends up playing, you know, in in the semifinals on Monday? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't at all, yeah. not at all. In fact, the whole league feels like that. I mean, you look at our side of the bracket. You got Santa Clara. You didn't play Santa Clara, but I think right. that's a team too that they could, they could rise up in this thing. I mean, you think about it. They just played the Zags to a standstill in the first half without their best player, yeah. who yeah. who I'm assuming is going to be back out of. I think he was in concussion protocol for a while. So you got Santa Clara, and then the next line on the bracket you've got Pacific, and the next line you've got Pepperdine. I mean, who's coming out of that? Right. Right. It just is a, it's a credit to the league that the depth, like the middle of the league was so strong and so compact. For a large part of the season, we had four or five t- uh, teams kind of from 80 to 125, right, all in there. And it's a really competitive league. Okay, before we lose sight of Alex's big night, let's go back to it. And Alex Barcelo, uh, career high for him in scoring and a BYU Single game record. This is uh, Alex in, in order here. This is first half. One for one, two for two from two. three. That's how he gets to halftime. Th- second half. Three. Now he's three for three. Now I'm starting to think, okay, what's the record? He's now four, four for four. Five for five straight away. Five. This next one ties the single game record. Six. And this has never been done. Seven for seven from the three-point line. Alex Barcelo, history maker. It, it, it really is incredible. You think about it. BYU basketball has been around for 103 years. Is that right? A long time. Like, is it 100? 108. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Oh. I for, forgive me for missing the first 13 years, whoever the coach <laughs> was there, okay? I know that's super offensive. But um, 113, 113 years. Think about that. The Marriott Center, is, this is the 50th anniversary of the Marriott Center. We actually had this huge thing planned where we're going to sell the joint out and do fireworks and tear down the roof and the whole deal. Uh, But with COVID, we couldn't do it. So we're going to do it on 51st anniversary of the Marriott Center. And for the first time ever in 113 years and 50 years in the Marriott Center, uh, we have a player go seven for seven from the three-point line in just a colossally epic performance. And that just is Alex Barcelo. That's who he is. Asterisk, uh, the three-point line wasn't around for all of those years. Yeah, but I guarantee you, <laughs> I guarantee you nobody shot from that distance, seven for seven. Ever. Greg Rubel. 
We knew where you were going with it. Um, that was right. too bad. Like my statement was two fallacies. One, I said 103 <laughs> and two, I was talking about the three-point oh, yeah. line. But uh, since the three-point line has been around, for sure. We have to do a fact yeah. checker after the show. You know how to do that yeah, exactly, the political yeah. debates? Uh-huh. Jared, next year, let's have a fact checker come on right at the end of the show and just be like, well... He was not accurate here, and this was a flat-out lie. It'd be like, uh, it'd like, it'd be like PTI, corrections at the end of the show, right? <laughs> yes. All right. All right, uh, Caleb Lohner, I mentioned him. Uh, he is having a heck of a freshman year himself. Uh, he's he's not, not setting a record with 13-9, and nine, but he's getting close every game. It seems to a double-double, and once he gets one, there will be a bunch. He was great, especially in the first half. He, he, uh, so, listen, he's 10 out of 11 games. He's been over one point per possession. Right now he's shooting some, you know, he's, uh, I think he's still, is he still the number one three-point shooting percentage player above 10 threes in league, I in think? In league play, yeah. And, actually, um, you know, Trevin may have actually passed him up on that. That's right. Yeah. Trevin is 15 yeah. for 21 yeah. in the last six games. Uh, but this Caleb Lohner is, you know, he's building it on defense. He's building it on the glass. He's the fifth leading freshman rebounder in the country. And this is at BYU, too. He's, he, yep. no, no BYU player go. has ever had uh, – yeah, he's top five yep. in freshman rebounds per game. It's, it's really remarkable. And, 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 you know, he's done it in semi-limited uh, minutes, although he's playing more and more. I'll tell you the, the thing I'm most proud of Caleb about. When, when young players can get to the point where I just forget that they're on the floor, and, and I mean that in the most positive way possible, that, that there's not glaring errors coming from them – that's when I feel like they've really crossed a threshold. And against St. Mary's, he played 34 minutes. He played five-ish minutes more than anybody else on the team. And he was just in a place, and it wasn't a big scoring output for him, mm-hmm. but just in a place where he was, he was performing, he was filling all of his assignments. And so you just kind of forget he's out there and you can leave him out there and, and everything's going right. It, it's, it's an incredible credit to what he's done the course of the season. You, you mentioned a phrase in regards to Caleb last week, and it was uh, worrying about the right thing. Yes. What does that mean to you? Yeah, so um, it's, 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 it's complicated because it's not what anybody tells you. Uh, you know, all, all the media and all your friends and your agents and your family. And, uh, you know, we get consumed by, you know, taking shots and making shots. And, and, and that's a fickle friend, especially for a young player. And that, that is actually when you approach the game and you try and build your game from that part of the game, you are, you are signing up for inconsistency. And Caleb Lohner, but that's where, the, that's where the world pulls us. And Caleb Lohner has been just like insides. His insides have been so pure. He's like, I'm going to build my game on defense and rebounding. And what happens, you build your game on defense and rebounding, you are 10 out of 11 games over one point per possession, which is an incredible marker of consistency offensively for a for a young player. And you get games like he did on the road where he goes six for 10 from the three-point line. And, and all that stuff comes because you've built it on a solid foundation. Um, you know, it's, I mean, we can bring gospel principles into this. If you want to think about it at home, this is just the truest principle ever. It's like the wise man. The wise man built his house upon a rock. We all know that. Yeah. You want to sing the next verse? I, 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 the, the wise man, man built his house upon a rock. 
wise man built his house. I knew I would get you to see you there. Anyway, that's the point. And that's there was a foolish man that, yep, who sand. built his house upon the sand, and uh, that was not, 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 not a good deal for him. And so, and so if you think about Caleb Lohner, like this is a gospel principle that, uh, the, listen, this game is full of gospel principles. It's all it is. They, they, gospel principles go everywhere. And, and he has founded himself to just trust enough to build his game that way. And he's a star right now. He is a star. It's incredible what he's doing. Should we get to St. Mary's? Do you feel like this is this is like this is like this is like Greg's purgatory because we are bordered on more like Wayne's world than the coaches show. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I mean, like uh, I mean, if, if you're Wayne, I'm Garth, and I'm cool, I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a Canadian flavor. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Myers, Canadian. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, St. Mary's. Yes. Yes. All right. There was a second game last week. Uh, senior night turned out to be yes BYU and St. Mary's at the Marriott Center, which has been around for a long time. How great was it to see Coach Rose in the building? I mean, so incredibly great. Looking good. See Coach back in the building. He's he's doing so good. He just is amazing. So the one guy hitting threes in the first half, or one of them, was Trevin Nell. Had a really nice night. We'll get to that in a bit. And uh, Gideon George, this has proven to be part of his game here. Yep, he is. Um, he is. He is. He has a no fear on the on the on the basketball court, and he he had a huge night for us. I thought he was he was bordering on really solid defensively, and he, and, he, and he did some really good things on the offensive end, and, and he's, he's, he's just growing and growing as a player. There you are reflecting on a first-half slugfest. 23-18, yeah. just the way we called it. <laughs> second, half, second half, the seniors got into it. Yeah, yeah, you think about Matt Harms, you know, he's, I think in the two games he had 18 rebounds, averaging nine a game, which is just a manifestation of his renewed commitment to bring physicality to the game, and then Trevinell had a huge game. Matt had five blocks. His rim protection, you think about it, we're number 26 uh, rated defense in the country, number 20 ranked offense in the country, yeah. um, which is not uncommon for a BYU team. But for us to be 26, we're the highest ranked, most balanced. You know, we've never yeah. had a BYU team in the Ken Palm era with both offense and defense ranked 26 or higher. That high to close together. Yeah, so the, the biggest jump from last year to this has, has been defensively, and that's you know, one of the reasons Matt Harms is your defensive player of the year in the yes. league is the impact, the overall, not just the block shots, the overall impact he has. And it's really fantastic. I'm really, I'm really proud of the league for recognizing the impact beyond just the numbers because as a rim protector, it's not just block shots, but it's also altered shots yep. and intimidated shots and times where you don't roll in the league. And he's allowed us to really uh, change our defensive scheme. Uh, he's had a huge impact. So BYU defeats St. Mary's 65-51. to 51. 51 points, season low in points allowed for you guys. 42, this is a meaningful number to me. 42 points in a second half against a Randy Bennett defense. His team has not allowed 42 in a second half all year until you guys pulled it off. On yeah, Saturday. I mean, I think we ended up with 13 assists, which is probably a recent record for us against his teams. And we got off 19 threes and shot really well. I think 11 for 19 for the three-point line. Both those numbers are so important. And way above what they normally allow in terms of assist rate and three-point rate. So you think about it, when we played there, we're one for ten. And from still the found a way line. to get out of there. Still found a way to win. And so, um, it, you know, he, he's such an incredible coach. And uh, it just is, uh, anytime you can walk away with a win against that program, it's a special night. Okay, after the game, uh, Coach Pope took the mic and then gave it to his three seniors. We heard from Brandon Averett, Matt Harms, and then Alex Barcelo. This team, at the beginning of the year, everybody counted us out except for people in this gym and around this university. But don't get us wrong, business isn't done. 
All right, that's kind of the rallying cry. And, and you know, it wasn't 20,000 like it was uh, against Gonzaga a year before, but in its own way, it was a really special and unforgettable night. And, and part of it was those guys getting to speak to fans from the heart at the end. You know what makes senior night special is incredible seniors. And we had incredible seniors last year, and we've had incredible senior leadership this year. And that's what makes these senior nights so epic. It's, um, you know, a lot of people want to point to a lot of things, but at the end of the day, it's about having incredible senior leaders that represent the team, accomplish great things, and represent the university so well. And we're certainly blessed with these three guys. And another great capper to the month of February, which takes us inside the numbers now, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. BYU is 13-1 and in February games under head coach Mark Pope. The only loss of the 14 came against the number one team in the country, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. And so, uh, you know, I, I guess you know, what people love to say is, you know, peaking at the right time and all that. But there's a magic in finding a team that's still getting better in the month of February. Yeah, and, and Greg, you know, that's what we talk about all the time is we just, it's all we talked about today. We're just, everybody was anxious about exactly how are we going to get better today. We met as a staff for two hours this morning. We talked about it as a team, not just our guys focus, but exactly the points we're working on because we can get a lot better this week. And I'm really proud of that February number. I mean, it's not controllable all the time, but, um, but to have teams that, that are willing to hang in there, it's hard to get better. It takes so much energy to keep like turning it around and over and upside down and seeing little ways you can get better. But these guys have been committed to it. Uh, the guys were last year. And so um, that results in, in being really proud of what we've accomplished in the month of February. And now we get a chance finally to translate it to March. As Alex said, business is not done, but we can call the Cougs a lock right now before what they have gotten done going into Las Vegas. The time for a resume check. Uh, these numbers all put BYU in a single-digit seed situation. What you see on the right column is last Tuesday night's numbers with all these numbers uh, that you're looking at on the left. And one week later, you see you're up in most of the categories. If you're down, it's only marginal and top 30 in everything, top 10 in some categories. You're in a really good spot. The metrics like the way you play basketball. Yep, I'm, I'm super pleased with where we are. Uh, was, you know, we're just six votes shy of being in the AP top 25. The only metric where we can find no success is Andy Katz's Power 36. We can, I just don't. We're, we're left out of the Power 36. You know, he again. tried to yeah. grab me for an interview the other day, and it was it was I was tw- twisted up about some things in the conference. I'm like, it's not the right time. I think he might be mad at me. <laughs> How can we not make the Power 36? I expected to be Andy there this week. Katz. I'm calling you out. How can we not be in the Power 36? He does have us as an eight seed, I think, yes. in his bracket. Yes. Okay, so if you technically want, that would be 32. 32. So we're just saying, Andy, we love you. But I mean, on. the math. <laughs> we're just looking at the math. <laughs> uh, okay, brackets look good, too, and it's all shaping up really well. And uh, it's, it means March is here. It's a beautiful time. All right, for your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play watch, BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Weekdays, noon Eastern, BYU TV and BYU Radio. NFL Draft is approaching. Pro Day is coming up. Tomorrow, Zach Wilson joins the guys for his weekly conversation. When we come back, a look at the WCC Tournament bracket in Vegas, plus season-ending awards and the season finale of Deep Blue featuring Wyatt Lowell. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. 
Intermountain Healthcare, always here for you. Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Smith's, fresh for everyone. And by Deseret News. Love that last shot. Uh, welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. WCC regular season wrapped up on the weekend. BYU nails down solo second place in the league standings for a second straight season. Until last year, BYU never been solo second. They lock it down back-to-back years. So we see the traditional record mark on the right, then the AWP this year. A solid margin there between yourself and third place. Yeah, I spent a lot of time complaining about the AWP, but it all worked out in the end, so we're okay. (laughs) It did. Let's take a closer look now at the weekend ahead as we get to know the foe, presented by Qualtrics, the foes in this case, and the WCC tournament bracket. Uh, BYU will play either Pepperdine or Pacific or Santa Clara or Portland next Monday, March 8th, midnight Eastern on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. So there's your bracket and your ladder. You see who has, who has to beat who to climb up. And again, we just talked about the fact that you wouldn't be surprised if a 7, say, won a few games or the 8 on the other line won a few games the way it's been this year. And San Diego's a good team. You know, they're the 9 seed. They only played 13 games this year, and they're a good team. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a free-for-all. It'll be really fun. And a lot of times when it looks like this, it goes exactly as it's seeded. But it clearly, I mean, nobody's going to su- be surprised if the whole bracket yeah. gets blown up. Hopefully everywhere else but where BYU is right now. Uh, Today was postseason awards day in the WCC. Gonzaga uh, took most of the individual honors, uh, predictably, but uh, BYU players well represented. Let's get to the award winners. And you see the Zags with the coaches and the players, but the man in the middle is the man in the middle. That's Matt Harms, yeah, defensive player of the year. And like, like we talked about earlier, it's, it's, it's such a big-time honor, and it, it, it would have been a shame if it didn't go to him, even though you have to sometimes have to dig a little deeper into the numbers and understand the game better to see why he was far and away the most effective defensive player in the year. He was incredible. Yeah, and again, but if you're looking at teams in the WCC who are top 30 in defensive efficiency and Defensive effective field goal percentage. It's not Gonzaga, it's BYU that's yeah. that team this year. That's right. And, so. and so we're super proud of that. And yeah. Matt was the bulwark of that. Okay, all WCC first team. A Cougar there as well. And every year BYU's been in the WCC, at least one player has made first team. And this year that one player was Alex Barcelo. And a testament to the team is that you all probably, you know, you were so deep that Alex makes sense, but then there were so many other guys that were, that, that were, that were meritorious as well. Yeah, and Alex, Alex really was a foregone conclusion. I mean, there couldn't have been any other possible outcome than for him to be a first-team guy, and he certainly has deserved it. Second team, two of the five are BYU Cougars. The rest of the big three for BYU, Brandon Averett and Matt Harm. So two of the five coming out of BYU. It's pretty special when all of your seniors are all-conference guys, yeah. but that's what these guys have done this year. There's an all-freshman team, and Caleb Lohner makes that group of course, Jalen Suggs was the foregone conclusion there. But quite frankly, from the start, Caleb Lohner was the way he played this year, too. Yeah, you know, minus maybe the number one draft pick in the country, <laughs> Caleb Lohner walks away with this. But uh, obviously, Jalen Suggs is an super, super, uh, incredible player. Uh, but Caleb's performance this year as a freshman has just been incredibly outstanding. We've mentioned it before, but what Gonzaga's done with multiple wooden watch guys, you know, from start to finish and all the positional awards, it's a special group of talent there. And, and, and I mean, Coach probably doesn't get enough credit even though people think he's the best coach in the country he probably still doesn't even get enough credit because he's also taken all these star players and they play together for each other 
it's really incredible what he's accomplished, and it sure is fun to try and chase those guys. It is a chase. The women's team is a two-seed in the WCC tournament as well, and BYU TV will have coverage of all the women's games throughout the semifinals in Las Vegas. BYU will play Monday against an opponent to be determined. Coverage begins on BYU TV Thursday at 3.30. If the BYU women make the tournament championship game, I'll call that game on the radio, BYU Radio, with Kristen Kozlowski on Championship Tuesday. After the break, your questions for the coach from social media. And later, Matt Harms makes it back-to-back weeks in studio. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by... Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. America First Credit Union, we're here to help. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Zion's Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And by Qualtrics. Cougars in the pros, presented by Deseret News. Back to Friday for Brandon Davies, 22-8 for FC Barcelona. Uh, his new teammate is Pau Gasol. Pau is uh, re-signed with uh, Barcelona. Uh, cool, Kyle yeah. Collinsworth in Japan, 15-10. Double-double for Mr. Triple-double. Jimmer doing Jimmer stuff. And today I watched this game this morning, live basketball in the morning. The Erie Bayhawks and Yoli Childs with 18-4-3 for his team that's already clinched a playoff spot in the G League. Good for the guys. All right, uh, getting to know you, getting to know... All about you. Yes, Julie Andrews once sang it, but we tell you it's Cougar Q&A, presented by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And tonight, in our Pope Show season finale, we hear from the guys on their teammate, Brandon Averett. Brandon is uh, one of the most humble, hardworking guys that I've, I've met. I would come in the gym early in the morning. He'd be there midday, come back to shoot get a couple finishes in, he'd be there. The dude is small, he's quick, um, explosive off the dribble. He plays really hard, he's really like tenacious, he's a fighter. One of the nicest guys that I know, really, you know, humble, really quiet, but you can't, don't mistake that for one minute. On the court, he's gonna come and he's gonna give you everything he has. I've never heard him complain once. He's always got a smile, he's always just like, all right, let's get this thing done. Everyone else is checked out after a day, two days, and he's still in the gym, getting extra shots, getting extra footwork and stuff like that. He never leaves the gym. He lives here, practically. He's pretty shy. He's reserved, but he's kind of a silent killer. He just makes everybody feel comfortable. Like He's just an extremely nice guy, um, but he's also funny. Like Me and him laugh all the time. Uh, fighter on the court. Guaranteed, he's a fighter off the court. I remember you know, there'd be times where I'd come in the gym late at night, and I'd be like, is he still here? Like, what is he doing? Like, does he live here? I don't think his heart gets too far away from hoops. And because of that, he's going to be a special player for our team this year. Well, it took me all the way to the end of the season to finally rhyme Averett with favorite, but he's one of our favorites. Yeah, he is. I, and everything those guys said, in terms, especially in terms of him being in the gym, you know, I spend some late nights in the gym, and rarely am I, am I there in the office where Brand's not in there doing something or other. And uh, he just is, he's just made such an incredible contribution, not just to our team on the floor, but our locker room in this community. We had seen Randy and Belinda in, uh, in the Deep Blue feature, and so we, I knew him a little bit from that. But how cool was it to actually, for me at least, to, to, to meet them in person, spend some time with them last week, and get, them to see, and get to see them enjoy watching Brandon play in a building with fans and then hang out with them for our post-game interviews. And uh, what, a, 
it was it was just a real real delight last week. One of the things that uh, people maybe missed about the implications of COVID is that we actually haven't been able to have these families as much as they would have come had it been a normal season. And so it was the first time we had the whole family here, and it was just awesome. Let's get to Q&A for you now. Uh, it's presented by Smith's, by the way, fresh for everyone. Question one. Jim, uh, before we do this, yeah. did, did we catch the, the reference to Julie Andrews? <laughs> that was so fantastic. At least I didn't sing it. I didn't sing it. No, I'm just saying, like, it, I, I mean, this is, this is dating me. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm old. And I'm older than but, you. But, I mean, how do you beat I, Julie Andrews? You just don't. Especially the song. It's just yeah. so fantastic. Uh, Coach says, Scott DN80 on Twitter. Coach, great season so We should far. do all musicals. Next year, next year, for the coaches' questions, yeah. let's do all <laughs> musicals. Okay, sorry, I interrupted Scott you twice. Scott wants I to know uh, what do you guys need to do to uh, move closer to being the number one seed in the WCC? Ah, well, it's, that is <laughs> not, a complicated, it's not a complicated <laughs> question. We've got to beat the Zags. Now, actually doing that is hard. Um, uh, you know, it, what's really interesting about our league, what's so fantastic about our league, is that if we win the WCC Tournament Championship, we've essentially won the national championship because we beat the best team in the country. And so that's where you want it to be. You know, I think we talked about this on the show last week or maybe in the radio show about how grateful, how wonderful it is that we have the number one ranked team in the country this year and last year, and they're not somewhere far off in the East where we just watch them on TV and we don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. We get to face them two and three times a year. And so our ultimate destination is staring us right in the face. We get to feel how physical they are and how quick they are and how long they are and how they play. And so what we got to beat them. What better prep could you have, too, for what lies ahead for you, right? By the numbers, we're not going to play a tougher yeah. team in the NCAA tournament. Second question from Ames Flames. Coach Pope, you wanted the tough question, so here's one. Why do you shave your head? You clearly have a stellar hairline. Ah, I'm going to tell you. So is, you want the honest answer? Yeah. Like, should, can we do this? Is this, are we allowed to give the honest answer? We, 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 we demand that. Jerem is so nervous right now. <laughs> so here's the thing. We can handle the truth. The, if, <laughs> there we go. Look at this. <laughs> the thing is, is that it's a time saver because there's two great things about this. One, I do it myself. It takes like four minutes and 20 seconds. And then for the next 10 days, I never have to look in the mirror. So think about all the time that I've saved where we could focus on our players and the game and everything. Like we spend a lot of time trying to simplify. You'll be surprised to hear this, but I wear about the same sweatsuit every single day. Because, again, it's just taking decisions out of the equation and where we can focus on the job at hand. When it comes to hair care, everything you said resonated with me. The only difference being I do it out of necessity. You do it by choice. You like point, it that way, point, and I'm like, I, I got to kind of go this route. At some point, I'd like to grow it out one last time before I can't anymore. Yeah. But we got to win big here in March before we do that. Okay. Is that kind of like a half promise that we're going to see it if you guys win big? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. I'll like man, Caleb Loner style? Oh, man. <laughs> Would that be so epic <laughs> if best. we rolled into media day next year before this? You guys season? looking exactly Caleb alike. Caleb and I had matching hair. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, as good as this season and this team have been, uh, a couple of key players have had to watch from the sidelines for much of the year. Gavin Baxter uh, lost for the season in the second game with a torn ACL. And around midseason, Wyatt Lowell's year ended with an Achilles tear, his second significant injury in the last six months. But as we learn in tonight's edition of Deep Blue, Wyatt was built to bounce back from setbacks. Right now, 
I guess especially recently with the injury and the things kind of going on, I've asked a lot of why is this happening or what's really going on, and it's put me in some dark places and has made me question things. But if there's one thing that I've learned through this this recent process and this recent trial, it's that I can do hard things and that I look forward to doing hard things. It makes me better, and it also makes those that are around me better. Hard is good, and so I think with the upcoming season and just the rest of my career, if, if things get hard, it's my time to push through and shine and try to be my best. So Wyatt had an uh, incredibly unfortunate setback, tore his shoulder this summer, and so he had surgery right away, and his, he, we're like on this time crunch where there's a chance we get him back before the first game of the season. Like, it's going to be really close. And our special, and this one in front of us is special. Wyatt Lowell, who's just getting healthy from a shoulder surgery he had in the summertime, he went down and is in a lot of pain. He's a player that they think can really mature into being a, a significant part. Whack freshman of the year when he's at Utah Valley, and don't like the way he grabbed the back of that ankle. Almost it was like a non-contact injury. I remember the first injury when he hurt his shoulder and he called and said, my shoulder hurts, it doesn't feel right. And you obviously think, oh, okay. And then they said, it's torn. And I remember oh. thinking, oh, you'll be all right. It won't be that bad. And, and Coach Pope called and he was like, no, this is a setback. And I didn't understand what it was. To watch how hard he worked during his redshirt year, which was impressive. He got big and strong, and he worked so hard. And then to see all of a sudden the shoulder, and then it just kind of slowed everything down. And then you feel like you're not part of the team because you can't be with them as much. And we were sitting here and watching the Gonzaga game, and he fell. I thought, oh, no. When you get injured, it's, it, you feel like you, you, you feel stuck because you can't get better on the court and you can't shoot and you can't do all these things that you, what basically is your identity as a basketball player. The thoughts and the emotions that you can have just sitting on your couch watching your team play or I put in all this work for two years now and I still haven't really played, it feels like, and so it's just like... It's hard. There's a lot going on beneath the surface that I don't think a lot of people can sympathize with unless they've really done it. Man, you can't make this stuff up. Two injuries this quickly. The world's crashing with COVID. You just sat there and you felt so bad for him because you know there are worse things that could happen in life. But at the same time, to have it, have it happen so closely... But I know he'll, he'll get through it. He has to, he will, he wants to. And I'm so excited to watch him do it in whatever capacity that turns out to be. <laughs> be proud of him. My mom and my dad are hands down <clears throat> the most amazing people in the world. <clears throat> They've just done so much for me and I'll forever be grateful for them. <clears throat> and I can go on with the rest of my family, my grandparents, my siblings. I just, I feel like I've been blessed with the best 
family in the world, and so I can just never say enough good things about them. Some say it's a little uh, fragile. Recently, I got engaged to the most amazing person in the world. He's very good at keeping me focused on what's important in the long run. He's a very eternal perspective, which I think has helped a lot with both his shoulder and his foot. So it's hard, and not these things aren't easy, but. He's very positive, but I do love competing with him too. I love, I love beating Wyatt. So <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> my goals are just with basketball and my physical body, just to get a little better every day, get pumped for our wedding, and like that's going to be the biggest moment of our lives combined. And after that, who knows? But I do know, like, just every day. Our goal is just to get a little bit every day and love each other and take care of each other while we're doing it. We're talking about Wyatt here in a bit, but uh, what a couple. Uh, he's a conference freshman of the year. She was a superstar soccer player here at BYU, and they're together and getting married, and uh, I look forward to Wyatt's recovery and return. It's going to be a great story that hasn't yet clearly not finished. Yeah, if you, if, if you watch it again, you're going to see that moment when she says, I love beating Wyatt. <laughs> and first of all, they're, they're so in love, and they're so fantastic. They're both just two of the most extraordinary human beings. But they both kind of look at each other and they look ahead. And you can see Wyatt is smiling, but he's kind of gritting her teeth. And she's doing the same. They are going to compete. Super competitive. It's awesome. And uh, you're right. I mean, Greg, you said the most important thing is that this deep blue is like a halftime deep blue. And it's going to be really fun to see when his... You know, close to the end of the game, Deep Blue comes through where he's on the other side of this and, and crushing it. Well, I know so many people out there in Cougar Nation uh, look forward to that part of the show. Uh, when the Deep Blues come out, then they get to see him again on social media. And we give you all the Deep Blues at uh, BYUtv.org slash Deep Blue, or you can search for it on the BYU TV app. So many great stories being told and uh, really resonating with a lot of people. And, uh, and we're just happy to bring it to you. A great production team, and, and again, great stories to tell. It, it, it is. I'm, I, I know we have to go, but I'm going to tell you, there is nothing like these deep blues in all of college athletics uh, in terms of an in-house production. And our, our, our team does such an amazing job telling these young people's stories. Um, it just, it's magic, and yeah, it, it just is. It's exclusive to BYU, and it's one of the one of a million things that make this place so special. We're so grateful for all the incredible work that goes into that. Amen. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Kiki Solano talks about three bounce backs, two new helmets, and one epic comeback. Watch it on the BYU SN social media platforms. Coming up, Matt Harms is back in studio to lead us into tournament week. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Well, among last Saturday night's senior night commemorations was a special presentation. A check for more than $435,000 raised by the Dunk on Cancer campaign. Coach Pope, what can you tell us about this? Yeah, so this is just, it just is incredible. Uh, So the Simmons Center for Cancer Research at BYU um, it funds students to go out and do cancer research and then continue their research after school. 
Uh, it's it's an amazing uh, program, and for the second straight year, they've raised over four hundred thousand dollars. Leanne is incredibly active in the in the process, and as well as uh, a ton of people here at BYU's campus. And we're so grateful to all the donors that have made this possible. Um, this is actually taking tangible, real steps towards um, finding cures to cancer. And so it's, it's unbelievable, and we're just so grateful for everybody that contributed. I thought it was great, too, that uh, Coach Rose and Cheryl were in the building to, uh, to see that as well. They were a big part of, of that effort as well when they were. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. and, and everybody. I mean, all of us have been affected by, by cancer in one way or another. So, um, you know, the next thing that's coming up is the Rexy League Global Run, which actually started uh, March 1st. And if you want to jump on there and, and join in there for a small registration fee, you can be a part of that. And all of that money also goes to... Simmons Center for Cancer Research. Well done. Uh, Matt Harms is uh, the second tallest player in BYU history, as it turns out. But he's much more than just that. He's a rim protector, shot blocker, leader, and clearly an energy guy. And he's the final guest of the Pope Show this season. And back after last week, so it's encore time. Hello again, Matt. Good to be here. Good to have you back. Uh, congratulations on being the WCC's Defensive Player of the Year. A one-year stop in the league, and you take some hardware home with you. Congratulations. Uh, it feels awesome. I'm just super happy. You know, I, I didn't really expect the award. You know, I think there's so many great players in this conference that I feel like we have such a team mentality about the way we play that I didn't really expect that many individual awards. But just to take one home is really special for me. And, Mark, the, the, again, the block numbers stand out, but it's, a, it's more than just that particular part of it. Well, you think about the voting, okay, that takes place, and it's actually, it's especially for a defensive player of the year, so every staff in the league votes. And so with, a, with an award like this where you don't necessarily just look at one particular statistic, everybody, every coaching staff is dealing with their own personal experience. Mm-hmm. And so it just tells you what an impact Matt has in the eyes of the other teams. Is like we don't know know how to manage the problems he caused on the defensive end. So not only does he have a game like he did against St. Mary's where he has five blocks and just controls the paint, but also teams are talking about his rim protection. He's got incredible feet and ball screen defense. He's got this magical ability to kind of be at the point of the screen and retreat and guard two at the same time. Uh, he's a great communicator on defense. He's really had an unbelievable week like we talked about, rebounding the ball. Um, so... He's just made a huge difference. I mean, like I said, we're in rarefied air for BYU defensively, and that is built on the lofty shoulders of the great Matt Harms. How about that for an introduction? <laughs> that was actually that was poetic. Let's go. Matt, if you could be objective about yourself for a moment and say, okay, that there was the Matt Harms at Purdue, how did BYU Matt Harms look any different from maybe your first three years? What happened to you this year, if anything did, to maybe even take you up a notch? Uh, I don't think anything that's tangible, numerical had really happened. I think I just got a lot smarter. Uh, like Coach Pope said, you know, just me being able to be at the screen but back at the same time, guarding the role but the man coming off the screen at the same time. Uh, those are just the kind of things that I learned, you know, in my, in my short time here uh, that have really helped me just, I feel like, stand out on the defensive end. You know, it's, um, I feel like the defense is really tailored to me. The way we guard ball screens is really tailored to what I do really well. Um, so, you know, I'm just placed in a great system and with some great coaching staff that's really helped me to control the space. How nice is it to be part of a nationally elite defensive team right now? It's awesome. You know, I love being part of elite defensive teams. It's, it's um, easily the end of the floor that I enjoy the most. You know, I'm, if you see me score, I'm like, okay, I scored. Great, we scored. Uh, I know everyone can score. But when I block a shot or when we get a key defensive stop, when Rich Harvard takes a charge, that's when I'll be at my most excited because I just think that's 
sometimes overlooked by the fans. You know, sometimes the fans, they often don't appreciate great defense. But I remember, you know, those games, probably three years ago, there was a game Wisconsin-Virginia. And I watched that whole game, and everyone was like, oh, this is boring. It was like 50-50. I was like, this is awesome. Uh, St. Mary's game, 23-18 to after the first half. I'm like, this is great. This is the best. Like, that's, those are the games I just love being in. If it's okay to ask about one offensive stat, um, it's at the free throw line. You're almost 20% over your Purdue free throw percentage in your senior season at BYU. What does it take for that kind of improvement? Um, just confidence. It's, it's really, really weird, but... You think free throws are it's reps, but at some point it just becomes mental. Um, I think you see that with a lot of, they always talk about certain NBA players, like an Andre Drummond, the guy that shot like 30% one year. The form is there. Everything was there. That was how it was for me. Everything was there, but the, the confidence just wasn't there. And just coming here, I just had that. I kind of regained my confidence and got, kind of got my swagger back a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I know that I'm able to shoot that. I know I'm good at it. Um, it they go in and practice. They go in when I shoot by myself. Uh, so it was just kind of that confidence, you know, and a big part of me coming here was regaining my confidence. Yeah. Uh, senior night. We talked a lot about it on senior night. Now that you look back on that, uh, on that evening and the way it turned out, uh, anything better than that? I mean, wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you, that's, that's all I could say, honestly, about it. Wow. It was just such a special evening. You know, I'm still mad at you, Coach Pope, I know for you putting are. the microphone in my hands. I would have preferred something uh, for Kruger Nation if, if I was aware that I was going to speak. Um, but, you know, what I did say after that game was completely from the heart. Uh, I just am so appreciative of the, of the opportunity that I got here. And, you know, it was emotional. Before the game, I definitely got, you know, very emotional. I saw my parents on the screen um, waving at me. And, you know, even though they weren't there, I knew they were watching the game and there for me. So it was really special for me. We have to kind of hustle, but I want you to lead us into WCC Tournament Week and maybe the postseason for BYU. Speak for the team in terms of what you guys hope to get done. Uh, well, this week we're just going to get better. You know, we don't know who we're playing yet, uh, so we're just going to get better. We're going to get better. We got better today. We're going to get better tomorrow. Uh, we're going to take this whole week to get better against whoever we play, and um, then we're going to be ready for whoever we play on Monday. Quick final word from the coach on what Matt Harms has meant in one year at BYU. Well, I'll be super brief, but you think about um, we walked in halftime 23-18, and what Matt Harms, you know, we talk a lot about Alex Barcelo and Brandon Averett's leadership, but Matt Harms is like the foundational calming piece of this team, and you walk in the locker room, and because of Matt Harms, the team is in the locker room before I get in there, and they're talking about like, hey, we're getting stops. We can get stops all night long. It is such a confidence builder on the team. And so those guys walk out of halftime being like, hey, we didn't play great offense, but we can hold them to 18. We can do it again in the second half. We know we're going to win the game. It's like a given. And that's what Matt's brought to this team. Uh, I wish we should have had him on the show every because How good is he? It's incredible. <laughs> if you ever can't, you know, if you ever can't make yes. it. Yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, thanks again for coming in. And thanks for being a Cougar. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, that's Matt Harms. As we go to break, here's this week's trivia question presented by the BYU Store. Who holds the BYU record for most points scored in a conference tournament game? The answer next. Stay with us. Trivia time. Who holds the BYU record for most points scored in a conference tournament game? Sometimes you go, it's got to be Jimmer, and yeah, it's one of those nights. Jimmer, 52 that game against New Mexico in Vegas 10 years ago. Well, tonight's show is our final one of the season. And even though we did the whole year without any fans in our studio audience, we still tried to have a good time. And I think we succeeded. I wanted to be here on this show with you for the next seven years. Greg is going to have hair. Uh, I'll bring some hair, too. I, I left because 
he would never curse in practice. We're doing a great job guarding the post right now, a great freaking job. <laughs> the one loner was Caleb Loner. The second loner was Spencer Linton. I could be the star center on the bathroom painting wall team. I've come to see him as like, uh, like a father figure, like a hero figure in my life. Gideon George is going to have an impact on this planet because of who he is, not because of who he is as a basketball player. All I know is that the kids back home, they like... They're, like, excited about it. They're, like, grateful for it. It's called the potpourri. Potpourri! Potpourri! Okay. We need to get a marketing meeting going. (laughs) Greg's got all these genius ideas. I swear we did not script that out. (laughs) No! That's the wrong video! How's your tenure been at the free throw line when we brought up your significant other? Um, it's 100%. I'm just saying. <laughs> the dude loves his fast food, but he still cannot gain any LBs to save his life. The very first ever limited edition Matt Harms growth chart. And one thing that's really, really special about our team is every single person on the team is weird. No, Greg, I'm going to watch you talk. I'm going to read your lips right now. Go ahead. I got this. Pope, congrats on joining the headband gang. Excited to have you part of the family. Trevin Nell, Mr. Ladies Band. On the court, he's a shooter. Off the court, he's also a shooter. We should do something like BYU basketball with Pope and Rubes. Look at this. This happened during the show. I kind of like it. It's got some juice. These two, uh, Trevin and Caleb, have, have had an issue, a beef with each other for a long time. Every single member of the guest audience... Get the free car! That was a special night. They were so excited. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> That's our year. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? We got to the end of it, and uh, when this thing started, who knew what it was all going to you know, turn out to be, and it's been a special season in every possible way, and we hope it even gets more special in the weeks to come. You know, it, we, we talked about this uh, on the radio show. It just makes you so full of gratitude in the context of last season and how it ended and then all the turnover and everything we went through and the fact that we got to play 24 games and the fact that we got to... Come on. You talk about gratitude. I'm grateful for Jerem Jordan that he can turn this over in just a few minutes. A- all right. For Wayne, I'm Garth. And for Matt Harms, too. That's going to do it for this season of The Pope Show. For all those guys, have a great week. Let's go Cougs. Let's go Cougs. Right.